Hello, this is Helga Edwards, and I'm here with my husband Bob. Today we'll be reading Genesis chapter 4 from the New International Version of the Bible. So starting at verse 1. Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? Then the Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain, so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence, and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain made love to his wife, and she became pregnant, and gave birth to Enoch. Cain was then building a city, and he named it after his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Arad, and Arad was the father of Mahuyael, and Mahuyael was the father of Methushael, and Methushael was the father of Lamech. Lamech married two women, one named Adah, and the other Silla. Adah gave birth to Yabal. He was the father of those who live in tents and raise livestock. His brother's name was Yubal. He was the father of all who play stringed instruments and pipes. Silla also had a son, Tubal Cain, who forged all kinds of tools out of bronze and iron. Tubal Cain's sister was Nama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Silla, listen to me. Wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech seventy-seven times. Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son named Seth, saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel, since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son, and named him Enosh. 
At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. Here ends our reading of Genesis chapter 4. This passage demonstrates the manner in which human relationships with one another and with God have now become influenced by sin. There is rivalry, jealousy, murder, deception, polygamy, and a cycle of revenge. None of these outcomes represent God's will for human beings. Unfortunately, one verse within this passage is once again mistranslated and misused in an attempt to rationalize the male subjugation of women. This verse is Genesis 4-7, and in the New English translation, it reads as follows. Is it not true that if you do what is right, you will be fine? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. It desires to dominate you, but you must subdue it. Though the New English Translation Bible did an admirable job of translating Genesis chapter 1 accurately, it misses the mark here in Genesis 4-7. It makes a similar error in Genesis 3-16 regarding the impact of sin on the relationship between the first man and the first woman. Genesis 3.16 in the New English Translation reads as follows. To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your labor pains. With pain you will give birth to children. You will want to control your husband, but he will dominate you. As we noted in our last podcast message, Genesis 3.16 does not say that Eve will want to control her husband. In our oldest Hebrew manuscripts, it says that Eve will desire or long for her husband. In the Greek Septuagint, it says that she will turn towards him as a refuge. In Genesis 4-7, we find similar language in both Greek and Hebrew. Sin will turn towards Cain, and it desires or longs to have him. Eve's desire for, or turning towards Adam, however, is not the same as sin's desire for, or turning towards Cain. In Genesis chapter 3, God predicts that in the aftermath of humanity's fall, Eve will turn towards her husband as a refuge. Sin, on the other hand, is not looking to Cain as a refuge. On the contrary, it is depicted as crouching at the door, lying in wait for him, turning towards him, and desiring to have him as a predator that stalks its prey. Sadly, this important distinction between sin's desire to ensnare Cain and Eve's turning to Adam as a refuge has been obscured by patriarchal commentary that has influenced church tradition for centuries. Confusing Eve with personified sin, for example, St. Augustine warned, what difference does it make whether it is a wife or a mother when a man has to guard against Eve in every woman? And that is found in Augustine's 243rd letter in paragraph 10. Some Bible translations also wrongly equate God's prediction that Adam will rule over Eve with God's imperative command that Cain must gain mastery over sin. The English Standard Version wrongly states that Eve and sin's desire will be contrary to Adam and Cain. It then uses imperative language for both Adam and Cain, indicating that they shall 
or must subdue and exercise mastery over both women and sin. In the legal language of today's English, according to uslegal.com, saying that a person shall do something is used as an imperative. It is the same as saying that a person should or must do something. It is the legal language of obligation. Predicting that a person will do something, however, does not carry the same sense of obligation. In the Greek Septuagint, God's language regarding Adam ruling over his wife is predictive. It is written in the third person, future indicative, which carries no indication of obligation. On the other hand, God's language regarding Cain is written in the second person, future indicative. As James L. Boyer explains in Grace Theological Journal 8.1 on pages 35 through 54, future indicatives, correctly interpreted as commands, are nearly all in the second person. While Adam will sadly rule over Eve when she turns to him for refuge, Cain must exercise mastery over his sinful impulses or they will bring him to ruin. In the oldest available manuscripts of the Bible, important distinctions between God's language in Genesis 3.16 and Genesis 4.7 remain evident. Women are not wrongly compared to sin, and the male domination of women is nowhere described as God's will. These harmful ideas do not have their origin in the words of God. They come from the sinful prejudices of human beings. When we remove this prejudice from Bible translation and commentary, we can restore the message God originally intended to share with us through the Bible. Human beings, with the help of God, must say no to sinful impulses. They must say no to choices, words, and actions that cause harm to others and grieve the heart of God. If we do not, our actions will bring about their own negative consequences. God, in his love, would spare us from these. This is the message we find in Genesis chapter 4, once a patriarchal bias has been removed.